This is Tom Kozik from Hilltop Securities with another public finance-focused podcast, this time with Lucy Dadian. Lucy is a senior research associate at the Urban Brookings Tax Policy Center, which is a Washington, D.C. think tank. She focuses on government fiscal and economic policy issues. She has been tracking and commenting on one of the most important items as it's related to public finance since the beginning of COVID-19, that being U.S. state revenues. As a reminder to our listeners, Moody's Analytics, for example, back in April 2020 or April of last year, which is just a few weeks after the COVID shutdowns really began, wrote that, and this is Moody's Analytics, not the investor service, wrote that the COVID-19 pandemic is set to inflict an unprecedented amount of stress on state governments throughout the country. Their baseline shock was predicted to see tax revenues fall by about 23% compared to the year before. And over several iterations since the Moody's Analytics numbers came out in April and, and others who were also publishing and making forecasts, they eventually gradually lessened the overall impact until the real results finally came in uh, a couple of months ago. And that performance and what we can expect going forward is what it is that I'd like to explore with Lucy today. First, Lucy, I was wondering if you had a similar dire prediction like Moody's Analytics had that you published, or if that was your, if that was something close to your expectation back in April or in the summer of 2020. Sure. Uh, so back in the spring of 2020, when the pandemic spread across the U.S., the tax revenues were declining dramatically. We haven't seen such dramatic declines in a single month for uh, decades and that led to states as well as independent organizations such as Moody's and Tax Policy Center and Tax Foundation to come up with forecasts for states. And Tax Policy Center, we have used the state's own revenue forecasts and we, based on state's own revenue forecast, we were projecting that the revenue declines for fiscal year 2021 would be around $125 billion and for fiscal year 2022 would be $75 billion. Now, similarly, Tax Foundation made a projection in July of 2020 that states would see around $118 billion shortcut. Uh, um, revenue shortfalls in fiscal year 2021. And uh, gradually, as things were improving, our um, revenue forecasts were being revised. States were revising their revenue forecasts. But still, up until end of calendar year 2020, state fiscal picture was really not so great. And there has been much variation across the states and whether states were performing well or not was dependent on their revenue structures, dependent on their dependence on different sectors of economy. For example, states that have more diverse revenue structures and have um, higher reliance on higher income taxpayers such as California or New York, have seen growth in income tax revenues. Um, and states that rely solely on sales tax revenues or on severance taxes, such as Florida and Texas or Alaska, in, in the case of severance tax, they have seen dramatic declines in revenues, particularly earlier in the pandemic. Now, 
Today is July 1st, which means that 46 states have just entered into new fiscal year, that is fiscal year 2022. And um, states have been entering into fiscal year 2022 in much happier uh, mood when they were last year, when things were so gloomy. But there are also other reasons that help the states to combat the fiscal crisis, that is the federal stimulus aid provided uh, that helped significantly, whether it was in the form of direct aid or indirect aid. So one of the things that I was wondering is why it is that uh, those expectations that many of us had in the spring and the summer were so different than the reality. Is it because the folks that were making the predictions didn't have a full appreciation for some of these specific details that you were just focusing on? I mean, the pandemic-induced recession was unprecedented, right? The overestimation of revenue losses by state governments as well as by independent organizations highlights the unusual nature of the COVID-19 recession and the uncertainties that the pandemic presented to, for state budgets. For one, uh, several months into the pandemic, we realized that businesses were really fast to adjust to the new reality. The um, employers, for the most part, were fast to adjust to remote work. And unfortunately, uh, most of the people and most of the taxpayers that were significantly impacted by the pandemic in a very negative way are the low-income taxpayers. And these low-income taxpayers um, do not contribute as much to state revenues. And that's one of the reasons why um, states were still able to um, see rebounding of the fiscal situation. But as I said um, earlier, uh, there is much variation across the states and the states that have high dependence on tourism, such as Hawaii or Nevada or Florida, mm -hmm. they are still continuing to suffer from the impact of the pandemic. The other thing to remember is that the Wayfair decision of 2018 brought opportunities to the states to put tax sales tax um, online from online transactions and um, during the pandemic we have seen this significant shift from consumers spending more on goods rather than services and historically in the last decade or even two decades that has been the reverse people usually spend much much more on services than on goods and usually most services are not taxed so during the pandemic we see the shift on uh, spending more on goods and that led to some growth in sales tax revenues but again states have been projecting really dire situation last spring just because we were seeing unprecedented um, declines in revenues in april mm -hmm. alone in in the month of may 2020 alone state sales tax revenues declined by nearly nine billion dollars and mm -hmm. federal and state policies also played a role. I mean, the delay in income tax 
due date from April 15 to July 15 caused a uh, delay in receive uh, in states to receive uh, income tax revenues and that created a uh, uh, panic for state governments because they were um, not seeing the revenues that they usually see in the month of April. And so when the income tax revenues were finally collected in the month of uh, July, they have seen that the, uh, the picture was much better than initially forecasted. The other thing is that well, revenue forecasters um, based their forecasts on the experience of the Great Recession when the state revenues have declined by over 10%. So they were trying to be consistent with the historic declines. Mm -hmm. So, I, and I'd like to get to your uh, fiscal year 22 revenue forecasts, but for now, what is the reality, or I should say, what was the reality a year after COVID? What was the you know, increase or decrease generally? And were there some states that were hit harder than others? Yes. Um, so there are states uh, such as Hawaii, Nevada, Alaska, that have been hit much harder than other states. Um, in the case of Hawaii and Nevada, it's primarily driven by the tourism industry, which has been uh, significantly impacted by the pandemic-induced recession. In the case of Alaska or, for example, North, North Dakota or Wyoming, the state revenues are significantly impacted by the volatile uh, oil prices and um, a significant decline in oil, oil prices last spring had an impact on uh, state budgets in these states and um, it's important to mention that Alaska doesn't have income tax or sales tax, which is also a problem for the state. Um, states that have performed well are Idaho, California. In the case of Idaho, it's primarily driven by the population gains that the state has been seeing in the past few years. In the case of California, it's primarily driven by the higher income taxpayers keeping their jobs, working remotely and contributing to the revenue growth, as well as there have been several initial public offerings, um, such as uh, Airbnb or DoorDash, uh, and that initial public offerings has boosted the corporate income tax revenues and the income tax revenues um, and overall the stock market has performed substantially well in the last year and that also led to increases in revenues from capital gains. And so what about the dynamic in states like New York or Florida or Illinois? What are we likely to see in coming quarters or months there? So New York was projecting around $59 billion shortfall over the next few years um, earlier in the pandemic. But with time that shortfall was, that projected shortfall has been um, declining. And um, 
as of now, the projected shortfall is much smaller. And the thing is to remember is the federal aid uh, under the American Rescue Plan Act has helped the states significantly. For example, New York is going to get around $12.6 billion revenues from uh, uh, ARPA, which is approximately the same amount as we were projecting for the shortfall for fiscal year 2022. Overall, Florida, Illinois, New York, we were projecting much bigger shortfalls earlier in the pandemic. That shortfall has been declining towards the end of the year and after the passage of the ARPA, that shortfall declined even more because the federal aid is going to help the state significantly. But also, New York is one of the states that had increased the tax rate on higher income taxpayers as well as uh, increased the corporate income tax rate. So that will also create additional revenue for the state. And how about Florida? So Florida just passed a budget equal to uh, 101 and 0.5 billion dollars and Florida will be getting around 10.2 billion dollars from the ARPA. Initially their budget proposal was around 96.6 billion dollars but because of the passage of ARPA, they were able to increase their budget for fiscal year 2022. Um, nevertheless, the state has seen significant decline in sales tax revenues and particularly that uh, the state is highly dependent on tourism industry. And um, that's one of the reasons, probably that's one of the reasons why of places like Florida or Texas uh, were trying to keep their lockdowns to a minimum number of days. I mean, they, mm. uh, they initiated lockdowns later in the pandemic on April 3rd or April 2nd and April 3rd, unlike New York and Illinois that um, mandated lockdowns effective March 21st. And the mm -hmm. lockdown's duration was much longer in places like New York and Illinois than compared to Florida and Texas. And a particular challenge for Florida during the pandemic was that the state uh, had not enacted legislation for collecting sales tax from online sales transactions. The state had just passed um, legislation that would allow the state to collect uh, sales tax from online sales transactions. And um, that didn't help the state during the pandemic. So Illinois was just uh, upgraded by Moody's. Uh, is, are there some, uh, is there a good story to tell where uh, Illinois is concerned as, as it relates to their revenue performance over the last year and going forward? Um, revenue picture is much better than expected and that's particularly because Illinois has a more diversified revenue structure. They have also been relying a lot on uh, so-called sin taxes, whether it's revenues from gambling or other types of sins. You know, New York and Illinois are the states that have also 
enacted legislation to legalize uh, the re recreational marijuana and the taxation of recreational marijuana. The one thing that Illinois and New York should be mindful about is their declining population, particularly uh, the declining population of uh, working age people. And that has been the case in the last few years, um, unlike places like Florida and Texas that have been seeing growth in population. So the demographic changes should be a concern for both Illinois and New York. Okay. I just saw that you published an April 2021 monthly comparison to last year. Is there an important dynamic to be aware here, or is what you saw just simply a reversal or a mirror image of the plunge that uh, happened just after the COVID shutdowns began? For April specifically, the numbers should be uh, interpreted very carefully because we are comparing the numbers uh, to last April, which was the beginning of the pandemic and everything was really dire and the revenues were mm -hmm. falling in such a great rate. Um, so in general, the post um, the pandemic data should be reviewed very carefully particularly that there has been so many shifts in deadlines, whether it's in terms of income tax due dates shifts last year from April to July or this year from April 15 to May um, 17, or whether it's um, in terms of several states shifting their uh, sales tax due dates for the businesses. So there has been a lot of policy shifts which can have a significant impact on data and uh, revenue from a single month should be interpreted very carefully. We have seen a strong increase in April of 2021 compared to April 2022, uh, 2020, mm -hmm. but that growth is predominantly driven by the reversal of the mirror image impact, like you said. Okay, okay. Uh, the uh, revenue forecast for fiscal year 2022, uh, what is it that you're seeing? What do you think is going to, uh, what are you projecting is going to occur? So we don't do projections per se, but we track the projections from all states. And since mm -hmm. uh, all states have um, provided their revised revenue forecasts for fiscal year 2022, uh, overall, the revenue picture is good for fiscal year 2022. Um, states, for the most part, are projecting growth in uh, major revenue sources, such as uh, personal income tax and sales tax, as well as in overall tax revenues. Um, there is differences across the states, of course, in terms of revenue projections, and even some 15, 16 states are projecting declines in revenues. But again, we should be careful to interpret the data because uh, we are comparing revenues for fiscal year 2022 to fiscal year 2021. And um, it's important to note that some states have kept the delayed income tax revenues received in fiscal year 2021 
in the same year in fiscal year 2021 instead of accruing it back to fiscal year 2020. In other words, because uh, income tax due days were shifted from April to July last year, um, states made their own decisions whether they are going to keep income tax revenues received in July 2020 in fiscal year 2021 or in fiscal year 2020. So with even if, uh, for example, Illinois is seeing uh, is projecting declining for fiscal year 2022, but that's because the revenues for fiscal year 2021 were unusually high driven by the income tax revenues uh, that were kept in fiscal year 2021. Are there some states that have uh project have growth projections for fiscal year 2022 that are uh notable to the you know to to the high side that are uh that would be considered more positive so none of the states is projecting double digit growth all states are projecting single digit growth and um, mm -hmm. There are only few states that are projecting growth of over 5%, and those are the states of Vermont, Maryland, Alaska, and Texas. So Alaska is projecting okay. stronger growth just because their revenues were substantially depressed last year. So it's obvious that we are going to see stronger revenue growth uh, um, but it's compared to the depressed levels. So most states are projecting revenue growth that is weaker. And one thing to keep in mind is that prior to the pandemic-induced recession, the state revenues were increasing at a much higher rate. The average growth rate was 5%, if not more. Like prior to mm -hmm. the pandemic, the revenue growth for the uh, fiscal year 2020, for the first nine months of fiscal year 2020 was in the range of eight, 9%. So yes, the revenues are performing well and they are projected to perform well, but they are not at the level seen before the pandemic. and. Overall, when talking to state revenue forecasters, they all are concerned about the future in terms of what would happen once uh, the federal stimulus aid runs out, how are the state revenues going to perform, what's going to be permanent change as a result of the pandemic, and what's going to be temporary change. For example, what's going to happen to the dynamic that we have seen in spending more on services rather than on goods. I mean, one uh, hypothesis is that once we are over the pandemic, states will be uh, consumers will be spending more on goods than on services, uh, more on services than on goods, just like previously. But this mm -hmm. is all um, needs to be seen, what the fiscal and economic reality going to be in the post-pandemic and post-federal stimulus aid world. Right. Let me ask you one more question. So which states are that face the steepest challenge uh, going forward based on what it is that uh, we know right now? So there are about 16 states that are projecting declines in fiscal year 2022. 
I'm not gonna look at the numbers and uh, tell you the the answer the question, but I'm going to tell that the states that are going to see the steepest uh, challenges, the greatest challenges are the states like Hawaii, Nevada, and Alaska. Um, mm -hmm. And it all depends on what's going to be the future of the uh, travel, whether we are going to see some rebound in travel, um, whether people are going to go back to same um, habits of spending on restaurants and uh, cinemas mm -hmm. and um, entertainment industries. So it all depends on the consumer behavior more than on anything else. Um, it's no secret that the international travel is still down and the business travel is down and in general the um, transportation um, demand is down so there is a lot to be seen in the coming months and um, once the whole population is vaccinated there is still going to be a lack because of the uh, international travel and um, we will hopefully be back on track in um, 2022 well, I'm looking forward to, to talking to you more as uh, the numbers come in. And this has been a very informative conversation, Lucy. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. And thanks for joining us today. This is Tom Cos from Hilltop Securities, and we'll talk to you again uh, in our next podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Hilltop Talks, a Hilltop Securities podcast where we navigate the impact of politics and finance on the financial markets. For those interested, you can view our Hilltop Securities economic and municipal commentary by visiting hilltopsecurities.com backslash municipal dash commentary and hilltopsecurities.com backslash economic dash commentary. You can also follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. Thanks again, everyone, for subscribing, tuning in, and participating. We look forward to bringing you more color in the future on topics that intersect both the world of politics and finance. This has been Tom Koslick at Hilltop Securities. This communication is intended for educational and informational purposes only and does not constitute legal or investment advice, nor is it an offer or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any investment or other specific product or service. Financial transactions may be dependent upon many factors such as, but not limited to, interest rates, tax rates, supply, and change in laws, rules and regulations, as well as changes in credit quality and rating agency considerations. The effect of such changes in such assumptions may be material and could affect the projected results. Any outcome or result Hilltop Securities or any of its employees may have achieved on behalf of our clients in previous matters does not necessarily indicate similar results can be obtained in the future for current or potential clients. Hilltop Securities makes no claim the use of this communication will assure a successful outcome. For additional information, comments, or questions, please contact Hilltop Securities, Inc.
Hilltop Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Hilltop Holdings, New York Stock Exchange, ticker symbol HTH. Hilltop Securities is located at 717 North Harwood Street, Dallas, Texas, 75201. Phone number 833-4-HILLTOP, H-I-L-L-T-O-P, and is a member of the New York Stock Exchange, the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, and the Securities Investor Protection Corporation.